a member of the DATC media family. This is Dropped Among This Crowd, a podcast that dives into the music and community of improvisational progressive rock band, Humphreys McGee. Each episode will feature a rotating schedule of insightful show recaps, interviews with members of Team UM, as well as musicians who have been inspired by the band. This is your place for the latest news and happenings in the world of Humphreys McGee, keeping you informed on what's going on or where you can catch the next show. I'm your host, Sarah J. Thanks for joining me as we dive in. Are you prepared for what comes next? Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me for this week of Dropped Among This Crowd. I'm your host, Sarah J. I hope that you were able to check out the last fresh episode from two weeks ago where we chatted about the Umphrey shows on Jam Cruise February 10th and 11th. There is a link in the show notes for that if you missed it. This week on the show, we're going to get into the first three shows of the five-show weekend on the West Coast, February 22nd in Sacramento, California at Ace of Spades. February 23rd at Mystic Theater and Music Hall in Pentaluma, California. And February 24th at the House of Blues in Anaheim, California. The other two shows of this weekend, February 25th at Brooklyn Bowl, Vegas in Las Vegas, Nevada. As well as February 26th at Innings Festival in Tempe, Arizona will be covered in next week's episode. Before we get into all of that, some quick reminders and news. The new project from DATC Media, We've Come So Far, talking with umfreaks about their travel stories, favorite and least favorite places they've visited, the food you've eaten, the folks that you've met, at that one show, and now they're a part of your ride-or-die crew, and so much more. I just want to hear everybody's stories. I love hearing everybody's stories. I'm so excited to hear what everybody has to say over the past 25 years of, of seeing the band. So if you are interested, head to datcmediacompany.com and click on the We've Come So Far tab to sign up. Then in a few days after, you'll get an email from me about scheduling a time to chat. Um, usually it's about, at the most, uh, a week. I have a lot of <laughs> other things that I'm working on, and I like to like send out a mass email um, to folks. So if after like a week you don't hear anything, uh, feel free to reach out. I did send a bunch of emails to like the first 15 people that have signed up. So if you are in that group, you signed up like right when it was announced and you haven't gotten an email, check your spam because sometimes they go there. Um, like when I send a, a practice email or, you know, I'm on my own email list. So if I send something for some reason, I see it in my spam. 
So check your spam folder. It could be there. If you were one of the first people to sign up and you still don't see it, feel free to reach out to me and I can get you that link to sign up. DATC again had someone from our street team at the shows this past weekend. Maybe you saw the posts on social media. If you're not following DATC or Dropped Among This Crowd on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, you should do that. Megan Carter was at night two and three of Aspen out talking to the fans about all things DATC media and we've come so far. She snapped some photos and some really awesome videos. Again, if you're following on Instagram, you probably saw those. Huge thank you to Megan for her help this past weekend. It's so cool to have uh, some people out and about and chatting about DATC. It's a pretty cool uh, way that everything has grown. And if you are interested in being a part of the DATC Media Street Team, head to the website atcmediacompany.com and the form to fill out your info is there. Then I will be in contact with you about more. I am in the process of working on the street team welcome letter and the package instructions on everything. So just be patient with me. I will be getting some stuff out to street team people. Um, The band is off for a month now, which kind of is a good thing for me too because it gives me a chance to kind of catch up on a bunch of stuff because they're not you know playing shows at the moment so you will be getting some info for street team I know some people are going to be doing the Florida run uh, which off the top of my head I'm pretty sure is the next string of dates for the band so you will get some information about street team um, very excited to have folks all over the country chatting about DATC. So if you're interested, head to the website, fill out the form, more information coming. Also, make sure you check out the new live weekly show, Saturdays on YouTube, Wrapped Around, hosted by yours truly. I do about a 20-minute live reporting on the news of the week from DATC Media and Umphreys McGee. A great way to catch up on everything that's been announced or released and keeping you up to date. Wrapped Around, live every Saturday on YouTube, 1 p.m. Eastern. And if you miss it, I went live twice last week. Last Friday, March 10th, I went live on YouTube with Umphreys McGee manager Kevin Browning. I had a few... (laughs) (laughs) technical issues on my end and the hour-long live wound up being broken up into three parts for some reason I don't want to say some reason because after doing some research um and talking to my unofficial tech team kind of figured out what the issue was and came up with some solutions Um, but after about 20 minutes, pretty much on the dot, uh, YouTube would decide to say fuck you and completely just dropped my side of it. Um, so you'll see that on the YouTube videos, all three parts, uh, tech issues and all. Um, but I've come up with some solutions that I'm working on installing in my temporary studio here in my mom's garage. Um, and you know what? I'm still learning. 
And like I've said here, and I know I've said it on my YouTube lives, um, you know, that's still something I'm learning and figuring out. And sometimes you just do it, try it and tweak it and figure it out and keep going. So thank you to everybody that's tuned in live to any of the stuff that I've done, the episodes of Wrapped Around, and of course, my live with Kevin. And thank you for being patient as I figured it out. Everybody was so awesome. They kept following along because for some reason, when YouTube kicks you off, even though Kevin was still on, it wouldn't let me rejoin the original link. So every time it would kick me off, I'd have to redo a link and then try to get people to follow. Um, and thankfully, everybody did. If you are not already subscribed to the DATC YouTube channel, you should do that. Um, not only will you get notifications when I'm going to go live um, or when other new content is added because I'm building up the YouTube. Um, but when stuff like that happens, you'll also like be notified where the new live is. So definitely subscribe to the YouTube channel because I'm going to keep doing some more lives. Um, yeah. So anyway, back to the live with Kevin, we chatted about NFTs and he gives an amazing explanation on the whole subject. He explains it really, really well. He also talks about the UMXXV digital collectibles that are being offered at each show of the tour. You can snag those at umphreys.xyz. Um, but definitely check out part one of the trilogy <laughs> for more on NFTs and digital collectibles. I actually had a few people reach out to me after the live and actually said, you know, I didn't really understand anything about NFTs, but after that and hearing what Kevin had to say, it totally makes sense. And, you know, I've had some people say that they're definitely interested in it now. I've had some people say that, you know, they're not interested, but they have a better understanding. Um, and that was one of the things that I really wanted to accomplish with that conversation with Kevin. So I'm really happy um, to hear that people said that. So if you are still like me, <laughs> before he explained it, I was still kind of like, what the fuck? And is this worth it? And, and what is it really? Um, but he did a great explanation of it. So check that out if you are not sure. We also took some questions that folks sent in. He showed us a copy of the recently announced re-release of Zonky on bubblegum pink vinyl. That was, oh, it was so gorgeous. It was sitting behind him when we were talking and they had just announced that re-release right before we went live. So I was like, you got to show that. And uh, it's gorgeous. So definitely get one of those. You can snag it now. Um, Umphrey's merch. We also talked about the archival releases on Nugs. He shared what the upcoming release is going to be for March. He also gave us the scoop on some things coming soon. Um, the movie that is coming with the help of Pete Herzog. And if you were at the Capitol Theater UMVIP uh, luncheon, I guess you could call it, uh, the Heartless Show, they showed 
most of that. It wasn't completed yet, um, but that is coming down the pipeline. He also talked a little bit about this year's upcoming summer camp music festival and how they're going to be doing things a little different. Kind of gave a very brief and open explanation as to why there's no late night or Thursday barn set. Not any specific details, but kind of sort of gave the reason as to why. So just a really great conversation despite the tech issues. (laughs) And thank you so much to Kevin for the time and the patience. Only slightly embarrassed that that happened. Um, But it is what it is. I don't really love that phrase, but in this instance, it is what it is. I can only do so much with technology. Um, And like I said, I've already figured out some solutions. We also, of course, had another winter storm that day. It was really snowy and windy and gray out. So that, of course, wasn't helping. Um, But anyways, yeah, it was really great. And if you missed it, the video is up on YouTube. So give that a watch. You'll find a link in the show notes for the DATC Media YouTube page. All right, let's get into the shows this week. Joel mentioned that this was the band's first five-show run since 2016 and also gave some insight into who wrote which night's set list on Twitter. Wednesday and Saturday, so Sacramento and Anaheim, were Joel. And Thursday and Friday, Pentaluma and Las Vegas, were Stasek and Joel. And then Joel said he didn't know who did Sundays. <laughs> Somebody had to write that set list. First up this week, February 26th at Ace of Spades in Sacramento, California. This was only the second time the band has played at this venue. The first time was back in 2014 on March 13th. Kicking off the first set with similar skin, falling down the rabbit hole slightly before three and a half, enjoying a nice adventure, warming everything up before sliding back into similar skin proper about seven minutes later. The floor next, followed by seasons, the first one of 2023. Last time played September 1st at the Observatory North Park in San Diego. This would also be the first tune from the weekend that would find a seat on my 2023 Highlights Nugs playlist. I will throw a link for that in the show notes. Beginning to detach itself from seasons about two and a half, three minutes, strategically mapping out the next direction, finding its way a few minutes later, confidently and beautifully dancing off, rounding the corner, spreading its wings, and setting its sights on the sky, beginning to gain elevation slightly before seven minutes, setting it back down on Earth very nicely about two minutes later, dabbling in some in-the-kitchen vibes slightly as it starts to make its way back home, The pieces of seasons starting to come back together about 10 minutes, dancing fully all the way back in about two minutes later. Love this tune and love that it got to stretch its legs like this. Uncle Wally next, also the first one of 2023. 
last time played at the uh, uh, the breathtaking uh, Dylan Amphitheater on June 16th. I'm so very excited to go back there this summer. Uh, if you didn't check out that venue last year, try to check it out this year or at least put it on your bucket list. Just absolutely gorgeous. It's it's definitely up there as my new favorite venue. Got your milk right here. Next, this one would venture off nicely about three and a half. This first set would round out with Hiccup and Bad Friday. Interesting that this show that started the weekend would include Hiccup. And the last show of this run at Innings Festival would also feature Hiccup. Although I can see why they would put it on a set list at a festival. It's a very air quotes, radio friendly tune. And at festivals like that one, the crowd is very often first timers. I mean, of course, there's going to be people there that are Umphreys fans. But, you know, overall, especially with the lineup and everything, most of the people there are going to be newbies. So it makes sense to put something like that on the set list. The set ending Bad Friday would also find a seat on my highlights list. This would blast off slightly before three and a half, venturing off into the depths of space, digging its heels in a little deeper about a minute and a half later, getting pretty filthy as it danced on. And I say it, I swear, every time they play this song, not my favorite Umphrey song lyrically. Jam. Is it a hell of a jam vehicle? Set two opens very nicely with a meaty, nothing too fancy sandwich. The front and back half of Fancy both found a spot on my highlights list, as well as the two delicious tunes stuffed inside. This front half of this Fancy, clocking in at about 20 and a half minutes would detach nicely about 12 minutes and begin sauntering off on its own very confidently, gleefully going for a nice strut around the neighborhood, taking a moment to catch its breath a few minutes later, picking itself up and continuing to dance along, filled with so much jubilation. This would be left in the rear view for now and very, very nicely segue into Nemo followed by the crooked one, sliding into something a little sexier, beginning slightly after six minutes, seductively wandering off, engulfing us and losing sense of all time and space within the depths of the jam, coming into the conclusion of nothing too fancy. That whole segment, sandwich, whatever you want to call it, <laughs> was just chef's kiss. And like I said, I put that whole thing on my highlights list. One of those things where you have to listen to it and it's the way it was because it's like reading a story. You got to kind of see where they came from. You know what I mean? New tune fenced in next. Now played nine times. It would see another spin after this one here the following weekend in Eugene, Oregon. This would be followed by Miss Tinkles detaching and wandering off full of authority about three minutes, 
That one takes us on a very nice journey, ending the second set with Cemetery Walk. An encore for the evening, two tunes, Crucial Taunt, followed by Cemetery Walk 2, taking us on one final adventure and dancing off slightly before three and a half, driving it back home about five minutes later. Cemetery Walk 2 is always a nice way to end an evening. Hey, Carl, guess what? What, man? Not only is there a Patreon for Dropped Among This Crowd Media, which already is a great way to support, but for those who are getting cold feet and not sure, there's now a 14-day trial. You can see some of the benefits that you get at Oh, Patreon. shut the front door. Some conversations that you don't get on the show. Will and I are about to record a football one. Actually, Carl and I are uh, recording longer and longer interviews. I don't know if they're all going to make the podcast. Mm. But you will always be able to find the full version of the interview. It's a good problem to have. On Patreon, yes. We've, talk- we've been talking to some talkers. Yeah, that's for sure. But, you know, there's going to be more more content more and more benefit and gosh dang it just helps sarah create more podcasts there's so many things on the back burner and sherman will be with us every day right sherman sherman's nibbling on my knee right now i miss my birdie (laughs) and as always thank you sarah hey rob what's up carl guess what time it is time for another season of Ooh, on this. That's right. You guessed it. How'd you guess it? <laughs> I don't know, but You're I'm so smart. We just did our first three interviews, and they were lengthy. I can't wait to share them with the audience. We're not afraid to go deep. Uh, we're going to jump into Juniper Tree. We're going to jump into, what was Joel's band's name again? Something Bob. Right? Something Stomper about Bob. Bob. Stomper Bob. Stomper Bob. We're going to go back in time. And we're also gonna... Tashi Station. But we're also going to talk to people like Daniel Donato and Michael Palmasano and, and other folks, and Carl's going to make more mystery songs, and we're gonna he's going to make dishes that relate to the guests. We might even talk about Bigfoot and aliens. Who knows? A lot of food, a lot of conspiracies, a lot of sports, and a whole lot of bullshit. Tune in. Just natural conversation. Nothing forced, nothing scripted. Just real. Real life. Indeed. All right. Up next, February 23rd at McNear's Mystic Theater in Pentaluma, California. It's been a long time since they played there. October 28th, 2009 was the last time. That's so long ago. Like, that's before my 12-year-old was born. (laughs) That's a long time ago. They also played two nights at this venue back in 2006, April 9th and 10th. This sold-out evening would open with It Doesn't Matter, sinking into the turbo version slightly before four and a half, detaching from It Doesn't Matter and venturing off about three minutes later, rounding the corner about seven minutes after that, continuing forward and exposing more layers of itself as it climbs higher and higher. I love this type of jam that just gives you that levitating feeling. I know you know what I'm talking about. You just fills your body with all of this energy. Just, oh, I love it. Setting it down to a more even level as it makes its way out the door. Very nice way to start the evening. Mad Love next, followed by It's Not Your Fault. This Asking for a Friend tune has been played five times now. 
Conduit next, shaking off the roots of Conduit and wandering off slightly after three minutes, gathering momentum and energy, taking it just a slight level higher, slamming back into Conduit proper about four minutes. Love the nicely placed fuck yeah by the dude in the audience. I know I've said that many times on the show about how I love that when there'll be just like a quick break in the music and someone will just say something or cheer or whatever. And it's just so perfect for the moment. A very tasty sandwich next. Front porch into golf stream into front porch. The first part of this front porch would wander off slightly after three minutes, opening up more and more as it continues to reveal even more layers of hopefulness, landing nonchalantly back in front porch about four minutes later, briefly, an absolutely gorgeous and beautiful transition into Gulfstream, then very nicely right into the conclusion of front porch. This would wander off into a Tool-esque jam slightly before two and a half, reaching the stratosphere before tumbling back down to earth slightly before six and a half, picking itself up and triumphantly and full of confidence, walking right into the end of front porch. First set ending with hangover, sinking its heels in slightly before three and a half, dripping in funky goodness as it continues to dance. A little fuck yeah, Joel, (laughs) in the depths of that jam. It's funny because I wonder sometimes if my kids like hear me when I'm in my room writing and working on episodes and listening to songs and stuff and I'll just be like, fuck yeah, Joel. My kids are probably like, oh yeah, mom's listening to music again. During set break, those in attendance were treated to crew band Finger Tight performing West LA Fadeaway by the Grateful Dead. You will find this on the recording. Definitely give it a listen. In case you didn't know, Finger Tight consists of stage manager Robbie Williams on guitar and vocals. Lighting director Ben Factor on Jake's guitar, who who knew that Ben Factor rips on guitar? <laughs> I said this on the episode of Wrapped Around the weekend that this happened, and I was just like, okay, Ben, who knew that you ripped on guitar? That's awesome. <laughs> uh, Bob Stone on bass, Sweet Lou and Christopher Erickson on keys. Chris Mitchell and Steve Britz on percussion, Bobby Haight on drums, Sam Sutton on vocals, and quote-unquote onstage atmosphere. He had headphones on, a la Donna Jean, (laughs) except he didn't sing completely out of key and loudly. I digress. Joel took over sound duties, and Stasic ran lights. There is a video of this thanks to Must Have Media, which I will link in the show notes. There's also other video from the evening. And I believe actually Josh did a whole video of like the whole night. And I'll throw a link for that um, in the show notes also. Josh also took photos that evening, 
So I will link his website and social media um, as well so you can check out his stuff. The last finger type performance was April 18th, 2012 at George's Majestic Lounge in Fayetteville, Arkansas. They played Fearless by Pink Floyd. I did not get a chance to listen to that, but I want to. Fingertight recently started an Instagram page, which I will link in the show notes. Make sure you give them a follow. And there was merch that weekend. They had Fingertight t-shirts. I'm assuming by this point they're sold out. But I'm sure if the community asks for it enough, they will make some more of those. Definitely need to get myself a Fingertight t-shirt. And a random thing I found on YouTube, Jake sitting in with Keller Williams and Victor Wooten at summer camp in 2013, and they played West L.A. Fadeaway. So I will throw that in the show notes because why the hell not? It was really awesome to watch. On to set two this evening in Pentaluma. Bright Lights Big City would open the first one of 2023. A little over a year since they took this one for a spin, February 20th, 2022, at the Signal in Chattanooga, Tennessee. And boy, did it stretch its legs after being tucked away for so long. Backing out of the driveway and embarking on its adventure about five minutes, taking a moment to catch its breath and chart its next course of action. Getting a little metallicness to it as it continues to venture on about eight minutes, opening up and revealing a nice dance party slightly before 12 and a half, it started to materialize some draconian type vibes, dancing back into bright lights, a big city proper, slightly before 15 and a half. That was a lot of fun. You will for sure find it on my highlights list. 13 days next, followed by attachments, detaching and taking zero time getting into the gritty of it, whisking us off to the other side of the world thousands of years ago, falling further down the rabbit hole, coming out the other side with all sorts of aggressive massiveness, like this giant lava monster destroying everything in its path loosening its grip and revealing a sunnier disposition after 12 minutes. You'll also find that on my highlights list. Mail package next. That one gets fucking filthy and sexy in the jam. I just love mail package. It's such a great song. (laughs) A 90s alt-rock-esque lead into Atmospheric. This would venture off into the unknown after five minutes. Andy's last beer and Haji would round out this second set in Petaluma. I keep putting an N in there. I I was typing it with an N in there. Not correct. It's Petaluma. (laughs) Encore, one song, puppet string with, according to All Things Umphreys, a D by Randy Rhodes tease before. This would venture nicely into the unknown after four minutes, sliding it back into home and puppet string proper about six minutes later, bringing the evening to a close.
I tell you, Carl, there's a lot of people out there who have either band or, or they have a business or they're an artist and they, mm-hmm. you know, they're looking to reach this music-loving, traveling music fan mm-hmm. kind of world, which can be elusive. Yes, they're dreamers. Yes, like-minded people. What better way than through Dropped Among This Crowd? If you, wanna, if you, wanna, if you have a podcast you want to create, mm-hmm. Sarah can provide a platform. She can, pl- she can provide um, promotion on social media. She can provide an engineer. Um, or if you want to advertise, or if you have any big idea, particularly with the artists, mm-hmm. you want to email Sarah at DA. ATCmediacompany.com. She can provide, again, a platform for your podcast, social media promotion. Uh, she can even provide an engineer. Because, folks, you know, you want to reach fellow Humphreys fans or jam fans or music industry people or musicians or just people who love music and travel for it, or as in the case of Stu on this, mm-hmm. foodies, mm-hmm. music loving foodies. That's right. And if y'all need any help with recipes, you need to get a hold of me. Yeah, you need to get Carl directly. But if you want stuff with promotion and social media savvy and a podcast platform, you want to email Sarah at DATCmediacompany.com. Sarah at DATCmediacompany.com. Correct. You want to know how to peel and cut an onion? You talk to me. That's Carl. You want to put out a podcast? You want to put out some material, some artistic expressions that that you want to get paid for, you contact Sarah J. And if you have old cassettes that you don't know what to do with, you send them to me, Rob Turner. <laughs> hey, this is Rob Turner. I hope you're enjoying this podcast on the Dropped Among This Crowd Media Network. But my friend Jimmy Knowledge and I also have a podcast on this network that we'd like you to listen to, don't we, Jimmy? It's called the Umphreys Wow Show. What we're doing, at least in this season, it uh, we're perfectly willing to let the podcast evolve over the course of time. But season one, we're going through various old school Humphreys McGee songs and exploring them with comments from the band and from the listeners. Generally, we have a side A that's more of a general overview. And then we have a side B where Jimmy Knowledge signs even more than usual. Right, Jimmy? Tell them about side B. Side B is for the curious the folks that have their scuba gear on and are diving deeper into the improv world and and uh, a lot of the the gooey goodness that happens in in each of these songs they they all have a unique personality and we explore that the best versions of the song the the uh traces of where the song came from and the songs that came from improvisation out of these songs and then we have a metal round with a guest from the Umphreys world. And they each, Jimmy, myself, and the guest, pick their top three versions of said song. And then you, the listener, vote on them. And there is some waxing poetic. Not too much. Well, maybe sometimes too much. But we appreciate if you give us a chance and listen. It's the Umphreys Wow Show on Dropped Among This Crowd Media. Thank you, Sarah. And finally this week, February 24th at the House of Blues in Anaheim, California. This is the third time they've played at this venue. The last time was back in 2019 on July 3rd. This evening would start with the walkout tune Goonville. The last time we saw this, May 7th, 2021 at Westville Music Bowl in New Haven, Connecticut. Very, very nicely Almost absolutely perfect transition into Out of Focus. Almost like those two were made to be played one right after the other like that. Oh, they went together so well. 
Wife Soup next, followed by All in Time. The first tune from this evening that would find a seat on my highlights list. Abandoning its roots and venturing off on its own slightly after three minutes. Chris laying the bricks that would create the path we're about to venture along. Dancing so far out that all in time was completely forgotten. Rounding the corner and beginning to make its way toward the door. This would go unfinished for now. Very nicely forming the pieces for the next tune, Always October. And I know I've mentioned this before. I don't think I mentioned it in this episode, but I have mentioned it in episodes from this year. They have been killing the transitions, segues, whatever word you want to use, but they have been killing it this year. The way that they've been transitioning from one song to the next in the set list, very nice. So... You know, musically, I'm sure it it attributes to that, but also the way that the set lists have been written. Um, just very nice. Night Nurse, Dancing Out Next. This would also find a spot on my highlights list. Enjoying a little time, cutting a rug off on its own, unchaperoned. Absolutely love everything about the way it comes back into Night Nurse. About 11 minutes. Just, ugh. Ugh. Chef's kiss. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. Love night nurse. It's my favorite of the two nurses too. Water next. It's been over a year since we last saw this one. February 9th, 2022 at the Brooklyn Bowl in Philly. And the conclusion of All in Time to close out the first set. And from start to finish, a mighty fine first set on paper and in terms of execution. Set two would open with a very nice dump city. This would also find a spot on my highlights list. We'd abandon dump city proper and ready for our blast off into outer space slightly before five and a half. I am so here for the distortion that Stasic is using as we head out. Tumbling back down to earth about five-ish minutes later disjointedly putting the pieces of Dump City back together. Cut the Cable would follow. And, like, honestly, how much of a fucking banger is that tune? Seriously, I will never be mad about getting a Cut the Cable. And I'll tell you, the guitar rift in that is so good. Like, it should be on some list of best guitar riffs. It's just so great. I love that song. I don't care what that says about me at all. I love it. It's it's a fucking banger. Ringo would follow. This would find a spot on my highlights list. Enjoying a first adventure slightly before two and a half. Whimsically switching vibes less than a minute later. Love the way it pieces itself back in like six minutes. Then we really get into the meat of it after seven minutes. We go on quite the ride throughout this jam and then just drops right back into Ringo after like eight minutes of straight up insanity. Yes, fucking please, Ringo. (laughs) Every time they start playing, I'm like, let's fucking go. Let's do this. Definitely recommend giving that one a spin for sure. Escape Goat, next. This one stretches its legs nicely. 
I know I also keep saying this. I love how comfortable they are with this tune already and how much it has grown and the familiarity that's felt about it already. Just so good. I love a scapegoat. It's lead into the next tune, Slacker, the chaotic nightmare, almost like something you'd hear in the tunnel scene of the Willy Wonka movie, which weirdly is like one of my favorite parts of that movie. But I digress. <laughs> Breaking through and into the aforementioned Slacker, this starts to get sinister and sexy after two minutes. And then absolutely going off for like three minutes. There were moments throughout all of these shows where Joel continued to, in my eyes, seal the spot for MVP. This was definitely one of them. Not sure how many times I may have said that in this episode. I know I've said it a bunch since the beginning of the year. But yeah, Joel is still my vote for MVP three months into 2023. Second set ending with Jajunk, the final song from the evening that found a spot on my highlights list. And if you've listened to the show in the past, or if you know me, you know how I feel about this tune. And like I say, it's hard for me to decide my favorite Umphreys tune. I'm sure that's the case for pretty much all of us. But you know, this will forever be in my top five. And claims the number one spot for consecutive weeks for sure it's up there most of the time um but just i just love that song so much encore one tune in the kitchen with a little heard it through the grapevine jam that gets all sorts of sexy that tune was originally written by norman whitfield and barrett strong for motown records in 1966 made famous by marvin gay ccr also does an amazing version of that, another band that I was raised on. My dad loved CCR. Overall, a very nice start to West Coast tour. There is still a lot to get to. As I said at the top of the show, the last two shows of this run, February 25th at Brooklyn Bowl in Vegas and February 26th at Innings Fest in Arizona will be discussed in next week's episode. And then we'll get to the Pacific Northwest run, which I am very excited about that. So stay tuned. So that's everything I have for this week of the show. There are a bunch of links in the show notes, including where you can listen to these shows. There is links for archive and re-listen in there as well. The set lists, videos, anything else I may have mentioned throughout this episode. Also in the show notes, information for how you can support DATC Media on Patreon. 14-day free trials are now available. Gives you a taste of what you'll get being a subscriber, so make sure you check that out. I've recently uploaded some video that Street Team member Chris Hogan took with Joel, Stasek, and Bayless separately. So three different videos after the Crystal Ballroom show in Portland earlier in the month. So if you're a Patreon subscriber, go take a peek at that. Awesome behind the scenes content. And there will be more coming throughout the next couple of months from all the different branches of DATC Media. So get in on that Patreon. It's awesome. Lots of cool stuff and you get lots of cool 
merch items and everything else. So check that out, patreon.com slash DATC Media Company. Thank you so much for joining me. I'll see you around these parts next week. Mad love.